Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Well, hello, Eric. So good to be with you today. And how are you? Uh, Mike, I'm doing wonderful. Um, I was just celebrating listening to uh, just a wonderful song called Flawless and just reminded of the work of the cross. And so I'm just really excited today to be here with you. Amen. That's wonderful that we are flawless because Jesus was made sin for us. Uh, today, I wanted to look with you at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and we'll look at verses 9 to 11. Three verses, and then I'd like to share an illustration or actually a, a foretelling of this very event from the Old Testament. Now, Eric, we have two specific things we want to convey from this passage today. The first one is this, there is hope to be free. Now, I don't know about you. I mean, I guess I do. I know most of your story, but when I was in bondage, I had completely lost all hope. How about you? Oh, yeah, there was zero hope. I, you know, as we stated before that we've heard of the, the gospel, uh, but we just, at least I didn't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but just didn't think it uh, applied to my life, didn't think it had enough power to pull my sin. You know, sometimes we think that our sin is is more than the sin of others, as we had stated in a podcast last week that, uh, you know, uh, Eric Hurt, Mike Cleveland, we've seen that nailed on the cross, chief of sinners. And so, yeah, just that's what sin does. It, it puts you in such a deep depression and despair that you really can't see hope or a way out. Yeah, and I had tried so many different things. I'd tried 12-step groups. I'd tried psychological counseling. I'd tried religion. I tried uh, reformation to turn, turn over a new leaf, to, to make a new start. I'd tried that so many times that uh, after a while, you just start losing hope because none of them ever work. So that's the first thing that we want to see in this passage we're going to read, is that we truly can have hope to be free. The second thing is, how do we get free? And that's the second thing we'll see in this passage. So let's read together. And um, I'll just start here in verse 9 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Surely you know that the people who do wrong will not inherit God's kingdom. Don't be fooled. Those who sin sexually worship idols, take part in adultery. Those who are male prostitutes or men who have sexual relations with other men, those who steal are greedy, get drunk, lie about others, or rob, these people will not inherit God's kingdom. So, Eric, it's pretty clear, isn't it, that if we live in rebellion, that our hearts have not been changed, and we are not fit for God's kingdom, right? Well, that's absolutely right, you know, and mine says uh, that the un righteous uh, will not inherit. And um, I'm reading out at the ESV. And the thing that really we notice here too is that uh, these are, uh, this was our practice. Uh, this is things that we are practicing. And you know, Mike, it's, it's really all idolatry. It's really, um, we're worshiping uh, at 
at the altar of, of idols. And uh, there's no righteousness there. We are completely unrighteous there. We're slaves there. We're trapped there. Uh, and no wonder we were hopeless. There's no hope there. There's no hope. It's, it's uncleanness. It's impurity. It's all rebellion against God. And so things that our culture today exalt as being in and acceptable and just an alternate lifestyle and just you just take your pick which are you which do you want to be those are the very things that god condemns in his word and tells us that if we live that way it means that we've not had our hearts changed it means that we're living as a like you said eric as a pattern of life as a habit habitual lifestyle we're living in rebellion against God. But question, how does verse 11 give us hope? Oh, oh man, verse 11, Mike, this is really exciting. I'm about to uh, uh, just to burst out and in singing songs and running. But let me, <laughs> let me go ahead and, uh, and listen to this, my friends. If, if this was you, if, if we've just described your life, uh, that you're unrighteous and practicing the way you live and the way you walk and where you go, and, 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 and all those sins that, that were just listed in that, all that impurity and idolatry. But listen to verse 11. It is so amazing. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Mike, is it time to sing the Hallelujah Chorus and start running? It is indeed, because it tells us that the Corinthian church was filled with people who used to be uh, impure, idolatrous, in rebellion against God. But don't you love that word? Mine says, some of you were like that in the past, past yeah. and were talks about a tremendous change that happened to these people. Now, I've experienced this change, Eric. I, if you had, had seen my life, uh, you would have seen that it was in bondage, that it was uh, in darkness, that I was trapped, um, that I was just living in rebellion against God. But I used to be like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I am no longer. Be, why? Because I've been washed clean. Now, here's a question. How do you get washed clean? Oh, well, you know, it's pretty clear here that uh, we were washed, we were sanctified, and we were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. In other words, right there at the cross where Jesus was lifted up for us. Uh, you know, my life was exactly like yours. Mike, in fact, the things that we just listed up above in verse 9 and 10 was, was my very life as yours 10 to uh, 15 some odd years ago. Uh, but at the cross, that's where such were, you know, were some of you. <laughs> but you were washed. This is at the cross. You were sanctified at the cross. You were justified at the cross. And you were lifted up anew, and God put his spirit in you. And you began to live a new life with new desires. And that's why we can say, Mike, you were, brother. But at the cross, you were washed. Mike, you were sanctified, Mike, by his blood. Mike, you were justified at the cross in and through Jesus Christ and the spirit that he put in you. And it just, you know, this is the new life. This is what it means to be 
celebrating at the cross and looking to the cross where we find hope. Uh, we find this hope in washing in Jesus' blood, uh, the forgiveness that he poured out for us. He was nailed there that, so that he could wash us. And, you know, it's just incredible to think about. I can't get over it, Mike, and I know you can't either. Yeah, because if you look at these three statements, you see them happening right at the cross. Okay, for example, look at the cross and you see Jesus being made sin for you. In other words, um, he has taken your sin upon himself and thereby he's taken it away from you. This is a, a washing. Yeah, Jesus has become a fountain of cleansing at the cross. He was made dirty so that you would be made clean. And then look at the next statement. You were made holy or sanctified. Why? Because Jesus was made sin. So there was this exchange that happened where Jesus was made what you were, that you might be made what he is. So he was made dirty. He was made unholy. He was made unrighteous. Now, by faith, you are made holy, righteous, you are faultless, you are blameless, you are without spot, you are without blemish because of what Jesus did for you. And thirdly, it says you were made right with God. Okay, if you look at the cross and you believe the message of the cross, Eric, you're made right with God. Now, you haven't done anything. You haven't, uh, you haven't taken steps to improve yourself. You've just looked at the cross and have believed the message. And so what happens is you're made right with God. Why? Because Jesus was put at odds with God. He was made wrong with God, in a manner of speaking. When he took your sin on him, he was put at odds with God so that you might be made right with God. What does that do for you? <laughs> Oh, man, Mike, I can sit here. You just keep going, brother. That was just such a, uh, just filled up my heart, just the way you were breaking that down and just talking about it in the great exchange. You know, it makes, it reminds me of Romans 1, where they exchanged multiple times and they kept sinking and sinking and sinking further into sin. And, and just like Jesus, he kept sinking and sinking further into sin for us becoming sin so that we could be cleansed and washed and purified. And, and like I said earlier, in my version, it says um, the unrighteous. And, and as you clearly stated, that Jesus became that on the cross so that he could impart his righteousness to us and clothe us in it. No longer would we be clothed in filth and dirty. He took off those garments and gave us a new. And it is, it's a cause for celebration, Mike. And and we just hope that others are joining in the celebration. If there's anything that will make your heart rejoice, it's one view of the cross, isn't it? Amen. Yes, absolutely. So we're talking about Jesus being a fountain here, Eric. And we're not, you know, he's a fountain and it's, he's not a well. You know, a well could run dry. A well could get stopped up. A well could be, uh, uh, what do you call it, poisoned or... Um, polluted, you know. So he's he's not a well, he's a fountain. In other words, there's cleansing available right now. This fountain never dries up. It's it's a fountain of ongoing cleansing. And Eric, turn with me to Zechariah chapter 13 and I just want to look at a couple of verses because this was actually this fountain of cleansing was actually foretold in the Old Testament. And Jesus came and fulfilled it. 
And so if you have that, uh, why don't you read verses 1 and 2? Okay, very good. Yes, uh, on that day there shall be a fountain opened for, for the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and unrighteousness. And on that day, declares the Lord of hosts, I will cut off the names of the idols from the land so that they shall be remembered no more. And also I will remove from the land the prophets and the spirit of uncleanness. Oh man, that's amazing. On that day, declares the Lord, there will be a day uh, which a fountain will be opened up and it will cut off the idols from the land and they will be remembered no more. Our sin on the cross will be remembered no more, cast as far as the east is from the west, removed from us. And we see this uh, exactly as you stated at the cross, don't we, Mike? That's exactly where it is. Now, I think it's important to let the scriptures say that so that it's not uh, Mike Cleveland or Eric Hurt saying, oh, this happened at the cross. And so <laughs> let's look at the scriptures and, and they tell us exactly when that day is. So if you look at chapter 13, verse 1, it says, on that day, a fountain will be opened. So the question comes, what day? And in order to get that, we simply look up a few verses to the previous chapter, where we look at verse 10, and it says in Zechariah 12, 10, and I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. Look at this now. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. On that day, the weeping in Jerusalem will be great as the great weeping of Hadad Rimen in the plain of Megiddo. Um, another, uh, so again, we have a perfect uh, statement from Scripture that the day in reference is the day when this only son would be pierced, a reference to the cross. Again, if you look up just a little higher, uh, in Zechariah chapter 12, he talks about the, the shepherd would be struck and the sheep would be scattered. And that's the day when all of this would happen, when a fountain would be opened, when idolatry would be removed from the land. And so what we have, Eric, is proof positive that we're, we're referencing the cross of Jesus Christ and that it would open a fountain of cleansing for all who come. And so what we're supposed to do is verse 10, they will look on me. They will mm. look on me. And what do you see, Eric, when you look on him, the one who was pierced? Wow. I, I see uh, the one who came from heaven that was uh, clothed in humanity like us, Mike, because God can't die, but he put on, frail humanity, flesh and bone for us, so that he could be pierced, so that we would look upon him and and he would remove our idols, Mike. He would cleanse the land and he would make us anew. He would uh, put a new spirit in us and a new heart in us. Um, we would have a former life, as such were some of you. You know, and this reminds me of the Thessalonians that heard the gospel. When the gospel came to them, the gospel came with power and full conviction and power in the Holy Spirit. And this is 
exactly what happened to them in First Thessalonians. And then we see in verse 9 where they turned. So the gospel came with them with such great power. They seen Jesus Christ lifted and pierced on a cross, and it became such power. It came with such power. Mike, it turned them uh, from their idols. Yes, they were cleansed. Uh, just like the Corinthians, but such were some of you, but you were cleansed. And I was actually wrong. It's not chapter 12. It's chapter 13, where he talks about in verse seven, awake sword against my shepherd, against the man who is close to me, declares the Lord Almighty. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. So above this statement that a fountain would be opened, we have the only son pierced. Below this statement, we have the shepherd struck. And so when the only son was pierced and the shepherd was struck, a fountain was open for cleansing. And so it just can't get any clearer that the, the reference here is to the cross. And so, Eric, as you said, uh, brother, we want to call people to turn and look. Uh, look at the, the cross and see Jesus was nailed there. He was pierced. Uh, but Isaiah 53 says he was pierced for our transgressions. He was wounded, wounded for our iniquity. And Eric, as he did that, you can see the, the soldier there stabbing his side uh, with, a, uh, with a sword. And what did that do? What did that bring forth, brother? Brother, that brought the, the cleansing. That brought water and blood out. And that is the cleansing fountain, isn't it? On that day and at that particular time, at just the right time, Mike, while we were still sinners, God sent his son. And that was the day he was lifted and pierced. And on that day, the water and the blood flowed and the water and the blood is coming to cleanse us and to forgive our sins. And so friends, if you're listening and you think you've gone too far, if we've we've mentioned and you think it's the timing is wrong, or, you know, maybe later I'll look at the cross or, or, or whatever your thinking might be. If you look to that cross now and you see Jesus Christ appear, they'll look on me whom they've pierced. And, you know, this cleansing fountain is for you. This cleansing blood and water is to wash you and to cleanse you and to remove the idols that you've been trapped in for so long. He brings those things to nothing and gives you a new life with a new heart and a new spirit he puts in you, and you're healed by his wounds. It says very clearly, by his wounds, you've been healed. So we've been healed on that day at the cross. And so look up there, my friends, and receive the healing that he died to give you. And keep looking. It's not a one-time look. It's a daily look. It's an ongoing look. It's moment by moment. We're looking to the cross. We're remembering, in essence, that Jesus became impure, that we might become cleansed. He took our sin, that we might take his righteousness. Um, And this, Eric, is how we experience intimacy with Jesus, Um, is we just are so close to the cross, and the Holy Spirit flows from the cross to us, And he does this work in us that Jesus did for us. And we become so united together with Jesus at the cross. And, you know, there's even a picture of that. If you remember the first Adam and uh, how he got his bride, you know, he was put into a deep sleep and he had his side opened. And uh, out of that side, God fashioned a bride. 
And so here we see the last Adam, and he went to the cross, and he was, he was put into the deep sleep of death, and, and he had his side opened. And that cleansing water and blood that flowed from that, blood to forgive, water to cleanse, and that's how we become intimate with Christ, is receiving his forgiveness and becoming intimate, becoming the bride of Christ. Uh, right here at the cross, right, Eric? It's not by what we do, but by what he did. Oh, absolutely. It's his finished work, Mike. And this is what has united you and I together, knit us together by our hearts. And this is what knits together marriages, Mike. This is what saves marriages. When the the husband and wife are looking at the cross together, Mike, they are drawn in to Christ. And they are drawn, therefore, they're drawn into each other, Mike, in a different love, a different love that you can't imagine. Uh, When your heart is cut and healed, at the cross, then uh, you're united and, and uh, with, uh, with the power of, of the gospel in your marriage. Um, this is what removes your anger. Uh, this is what removes your impurity, your idols. Um, and so, yes, this is, this is it. This is the answer. Uh, you know, I never went into recovery groups or uh, things like that, but I just never thought uh, that the cross was powerful enough to rescue me. My friends, I was wrong. The cross has been uh, what has saved my life. The cross is what has saved my marriage. Uh, The cross is what has put my old man to death full of rage and anger like Paul, that he was angry at the church and he violently tried to destroy it. You know, similarly, I was angry with my wife constantly and abused her physically and verbally. But Mike, Mike, on that day when the fountain was opened up, Eric Hurt was put to death and he was washed and he was cleansed and he was clothed in righteousness and everything began to change, brother. In the past, you were like that. <laughs> yes. But you were washed clean. You were made new. You were yes. taken up and out of your grave of sin. You were, uh, and so was I. You know, I think back on that time and it was just such a time of, of being trapped and, and captive and being impure and defiled. You know, the enemy just had access to my heart. He would shoot his fiery darts in there and he just had access. But now this fountain of cleansing does two things. It makes me clean and it removes the idols. So foul I to the fountain flee. <laughs> That's a wonderful song foul I to the fountain clean. Wash me, wash me, Jesus, or I die, right? That is our cry to God. And, you know, this fountain uh, has cleansed the worst of sinners. Uh, The thief on the cross, you know, who hadn't repented all his life, but as he watched that fountain being opened right next to him, he said, I think I can wash. I think I can experience freedom. I think I can be cleansed. No matter how far I've gone, at the end of my life, I can be cleansed. And, and how many others do we know that have washed in this fountain, Eric, uh, and, and experienced this amazing death to the old life and life to the new life? Yeah, and, you know, when this happens, Mike, when, when this exchange happens at the cross, you, you just can't not say something about it. 
You know, yes. you have to tell people, you have to rejoice in it and you want to rejoice in it and you want to get the word out. And that's the point of these podcasts. And, you know, we look at that fountain, Mike, and it never runs dry. It keeps, it's continually flowing today. And that is so remarkable to think about. And it's something that we need to flow into our lives every day, like you said. And that's why we look there every day. You know, we, we receive from Christ every day there at that cleansing fountain, you know, even though we are free and we're free indeed at the cross where it was finished, uh, you know, we're not without sin, Mike. And so this cross continues uh, to flow and continues to uh, fill and continues to make righteous and holy uh, before God so that Jesus can come back Mike, and present the church to himself. Radiant. Holy. Yes. <laughs> Faultless. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm going to close with verse 11, and then maybe I'll ask you to pray, Eric. In okay, the past, bro. in the past, some of you were like that, but you were washed clean. You were made holy. You were made right with God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. Eric? Father, we're just so grateful for this time together of worship, of lifting up the cross of Jesus Christ where the fountain flowed on that day, very specific timing at just the right time. God, you sent your son as the fountain to be opened, the shepherd to be struck uh, so that the, the fountain of his, the water and blood flowing could cleanse us and forgive us and take away all of our idols, crush, because Jesus was crushed. He was able to crush all of our idols. And so, Lord, please reach out and by your Spirit, apply this to the heart of those listening so that more can be free, so that more can experience this and say, you know, I was, but now at the cross, because of the fountain flowing in Jesus' blood and water, pierced in his side and his hands and feet, I'm new. I'm, I'm sanctified. I'm justified. I'm, I'm washed. And, and so, Lord, please apply this to the heart so that many more uh, can be lifted up and out and raised to new life, just as Jesus Christ was raised. And so, Lord, we just thank you for this time once again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.